What are you doing? Nothing. It's just I miss you. I miss you here. We had a we had a vid scare, so we got to be remote. I'm distracting you, you fart it's, blossom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Hey. Yeah. You're welcome. Remember when I sent that message and you're like, yeah, we'll talk in person. What do you think about that? I don't know. Me neither. I don't know. And the audience doesn't know either. You know what? We'll just talk in person about it. We'll, we'll talk in person. We could have talked in person, in person, person earlier when I picked up all my stuff. Yeah, it Why would have been too that? long. would have been too long of a, of a person-to-person thing. But that, that would be yeah. quite a big... I mean, that would... That'd be big. But... If we powered through, there's no, like, end cap to that phase yet. So we wouldn't have a set thing. It might work out better if we don't. No. Yeah. I don't... Well, here's what I was thinking. Keep it vague. It's funnier that way. We should, maybe we'll, maybe we got something in mind for the beginning of season three. We do. We do. We do. And you're going to find out in a couple weeks, listener. Uh Uh-huh. And speaking Mm -hmm. of finding out and listening, are you recording? I, you better be. I am. I'm Ah. not Joel. I know how to work a computer. (laughs) All right, guys. That was a great episode. Okay. You guys got my audio? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) We got duck lips, black lights, boiling acid, Bruce Wayne. Ooh. All of this oh. and more on this edition of Sequel Men, the podcast. Coming at you, not live from Nigma Tech. Two men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's the Sequel Men Podcast, and it starts right now. Can we just agree she's the worst? <laughs> Gossip Gertie. Who is this? Oh, you're oh, in the black dress. <sighs> Gossip Gertie. She sucks, dude. Oh. And not just that, but let's see our contestants for a new episode of Sequel Man the Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We have another new episode here. We are finally, finally over and done with Home Alone. We're moving on back to Batman. Back to Batman. And my name is Christian Bring It All. And with me, as always, is my good friend, and hopefully yours. Sorry, I stole that from RFR. Go ahead. Riddle me this. Thy name is that of my first and my last of royalty here in the state of the mitten. Spencer, hi. How are you? <laughs> this is Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, I was riddling. He was supposed to understand. Oh, segregated one. <laughs> make him. That's one of my favorite lines when he calls him segregated one. (laughs) We could have planned it. We could have put this together. We could have planned it. We could have bought the movie rights. But we are talking Batman Forever. Yeah. Back to Batman. Batman Forever. The Joel Schumacher 
I, I guess it's a continuation. It has the same Alfred. But it doesn't really... I don't think so, because Bruce, at some point in the movie, says, I've never been in love. Maybe that or wasn't love. Alfred says, you've never been in love before. So I don't think... I think it but is. that makes no sense. Because at one point, Chase Meridian said, I've done my research. Uh, maybe I'm, it's not because I'm not carrying a whip and in tight leather. Yeah. So that would indicate that the continuity of Catwoman... It's weird. Joel Schumacher didn't sense. care. He just did his thing while loosely Joel! making it. Yeah, and not joining us. Not to my immediate right. Joel. He doesn't even get a, a full breakdown like he usually does when he's not here. Just Joel. Standing two foot one on <laughs> a box of peanut butter shoes. Ooh, ooh that's know. good, man. Speaking of peanut butter shoes, I put together some oatmeal for tomorrow. Overnight oats. You whip it all together. And then you leave it in the fridge overnight and it's ready to go. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Batman Forever, Sequel Batman Men. Batman Forever. We're, we okay. talk film franchises. And right now we're doing what we've never done before. We we took a break from a current franchise to pick it back up because holidays. So we're doing that. Jim Carrey, I think, is just playing. Jim, he, Jim Carrey is playing Jim Carrey. Playing a caricature of the Riddler playing Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura doing a Joker impression. Yeah. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. And Tommy Lee... <laughs> no. Yeah, Tommy Lee Joel, Jones, yawn. I think also... Oh, what a weird casting. ...is not really grasping the full idea of Two-Face. Like, the villains are very similar acting in this. They're both... And they... Whereas it should have been... And I guess I'm not super familiar with how the Riddler is... Another day of wine and roses. ...in the comics or the animated series. He's probably a little goofy. But with Jim Carrey, yes, let him be goofy. But then you have to have Tommy Lee Jones be more serious and dark. And he was not that. No. I mean, they were not that. Two-Face. No, he wasn't. To hell he was. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Hey. But, you know, I actually think more fondly of this film after watching it. In hindsight, when we did this originally for our other show, Wrongfully Reviewed, that never aired yeah. ever. Except for our Twilight one that we did. Yeah. We'll pick some parts for our wrap-up and and show you guys some of the fun parts. But oh, you're in for a treat. We didn't watch the Batman and Batman Returns before we did that. We started right off with the Schumacher movies. And I must say, this movie, I think, objectively, is more is, is better than those two. Well... In terms of being a Batman movie. Yes. Because we actually see the character Batman more often in the movie that's named after him. Yeah, Batman's actually in this one. Yeah, Batman's actually in this. He not can Bruce fight. Bruce Wayne returns. I'll say yeah. this. This is going to be controversial. Val Kilmer is a much better Batman than Michael Keaton. I think Now, I think so. as far as Bruce Wayne goes, That's probably not so much. He's pretty wooden, but as Batman, he's better. 
And here we are thinking Michael Keaton is the answer to the DCEU. Well, Michael Keaton's I don't think a, little is. Bo- a little boring. I mean, Michael a Keaton's great, boring. but not as Batman. There. Not, I mean, in those movies, I mean, that's what I meant. Oh, yeah, I know what you meant. But He's great, just yeah, not as I Batman. I have to agree with you. Val Kilmer, the guy. He's the guy. He is the perfect Batman, I think. Well, not perfect. Not perfect. But for the 90s era, after Michael Keaton, he was a great choice. And one of the... <laughs> They made a comment in an interview about him being cast and about how his lips were, like, perfect for the cowl, like his face and his lips. Yeah, they're, uh, they're lips. And uh, <clears throat> here's a behind-the-scenes thing. I have these notes. I just told you about them. I have these notes that I took back in 2019 when we first covered it. Oh, boy. From some articles. This was from the Awards Chatter podcast with Michael Keaton. He's the guy being interviewed for the founder. Sure. By Scott Feinberg. And, quote, Keaton declined to return for a third installment, namely 1995's Batman Forever. That's when the movie came out, 1995. Same year as Toy Story. After Burton stepped aside and was replaced by Joel Schumacher, who wanted to take the franchise in a very different direction. It sucked, Keaton says of the script he was shown. I knew it was trouble. I knew it was in trouble when he, Schumacher, said, why does everything have to be so dark? Because Batman. And, well, <laughs> uh, it's Batman. Tap, tap, Mike. Uh, it's Batman. <laughs> but I actually think this movie is still somewhat dark. But it does have kind of an identity crisis. You know? It's definitely a contrast from the 89 and 92 movies for sure. I mean, it's if it's in the same continuity, they revamped Gotham. What's the deal with all the statues and, like, the Atlas shrugged kind of... Just because. ...atmosphere, like... Because. They took the Gothic aspect and turned it up a notch. Yeah, and also Neon. Also, Neon. Also, I liked the style of Gotham from Returns. This one really makes it into a almost dystopian kind of Hunger Games-esque. Yeah. It's, it's claustrophobic. Steampunk. Yeah. It's still claustrophobic. Gotham just seems so tight and small and like not a real city. I mean, it's not a real city, but in the movie, it doesn't seem real. Excuse it seems me. like they're in... Uh, an enclosed space. Yeah. It... It just feels so... It's like a live-action cartoon. Yes. And you get the sense of that with... Some of the the kind of evolution from the Tim Burton one. We said Batman Returns was a cartoon, because look at all the silliness going on in that. With the Tim Burton-esque. Like the clown parade and... Dirty penguin with the poop stains and gross. Yeah, gross. But this one, it—I mean, literally in the beginning fight, when he uses the electric, their electric gun against him or something. Yeah. And it shows him like on the ground, like the cartoon sound effect. The classic. Or like when someone's electrocuted and they're like, yeah. like that. You, you're welcome for that on camera, but. It's like 
none of the like why are there just random statues around the city they're like, big on statues you know <laughs> i'll say this though about this movie um i would watch this a thousand more times before i watched the tim burton batman movies because i enjoy I watching know. it more and I, don't get me wrong those movies are better but this one's just more value, fun yes. and this Jack movie Nicholson as Joker come on I grew up with like this is another one we went from Home Alone to again my childhood here this was the first Batman movie I ever watched my grandma owned a store I've mentioned before and she had movies and this was one of the VHS's that I would always rent and it was awesome mm. Val Kilmer was my first Batman and for a while my only Batman I didn't see Batman and Robin Same, as a kid Batman and Robin, I think I saw first. So George Clooney was my introduction to Batman. I'm sorry to hear that. And yeah. <laughs> no, R.S. He would say, "Line." Man, I can't wait to. Oh, I'm not looking forward to watching that one. But also, oh, I am. So, I was uh, working the other night through the night all night long. And we turned it to AMC. Not at UPS. This was another thing. I was going to say you're driving. No, 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 no. This was another thing. Oh, good. But AMC, they were playing Batman and Robin at 1.30 a.m. <sighs> and I turned it there, and it was the scene when Alicia Silverstone's like, Uncle Alfred. Pass. Uh, pass. Going to be a pass for there's me. Some, oh, man. But. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I don't know this about movie, this one. This one, Batman Forever. I like Val Kilmer. I have to say, I think Jim Carrey might be a little, a little. I love him in this movie, but a little extra. Oh, yeah, for sure. A and, lot and, extra. Yeah, in some parts. A little extra. But that's peak 90s Jim. Right. Like, there's one scene where he shouts in Nicole Kidman's face. Yeah. It, did he have to do that? Yes. Like, <laughs> I'm counting on it. And it's that like, was him. Okay, how many takes of that did they do? And how many times did he shout in Nicole Kidman's face? Like, <laughs> do you think they even scripted anything for Jim Carrey, or they were just like, okay, Jim, get a basic idea oh, of the character and then just uh, say stuff. Thick skull number one. Riddle me this. What does he what's what does he say? Bare what, naked with a girl. When he pushed, yeah. There's a lot of sexual in this movie. A lot of sexual. A lot of it. Really? What, Where? Uh, oh, Chase yeah, Meridian. Chase? See, that's and the downside of her character. That. That's the downside. Yeah, that's that's the one thing. Well, not the one thing. There's several things that the other movies do better, but this movie actually injects a lot more of the 60s camp oh for sure it does the, oh man i think that was one of schumacher's goals i have like all a bunch of stuff from some articles that he may have talked about it in but i might save that for later but surf up big kahuna. kahuna that's what i was trying to think of Ooh. a little rough on the landing he may just have to settle for the bronze. He's so <laughs> one of my fun. Favorites. And how many outfits? I it's like the concept That's artist was like, all right, parts. Um, this is what I came up with. Uh, go ahead and do with it what you will. Um, these are the ideas I got, and they're like, okay, thanks, we'll take them. And they're like, yeah, no, no, that's not. Do you understand that? For who? A concept art. 
you pick like one or two outfits, guys. Have you never done this before? And then or Joel if you're was George just like, "Lucas, you're yeah. using a highlighter." And then Joel was just like, "Um, yeah, we'll have him change outfits in the middle of a scene. Nobody's going to question that at all. It's going to be fun. We want to use all Whoa. these ideas. We love them all." Who? Riddler. Riddler. So many different hairstyles. So many different outfits. Within the oh, scene, he would just change outfits in the next, the next when? cut, all the time. In the when? final scene, he started in his his green outfit, the green and then spandex, and he was in the the. Then he had the, the shiny. Well, he dude, because he wanted to make an entrance. For I know. When Batman showed up, and then he had the jacket, and then he had the glittery, white silver with the green question marks he was all over the place with his outfits it's like like i said the concept artist the the costume designer was like here's my ideas and joel schumacher was like yeah we'll use them all all. (laughs) yeah we'll uh we'll take them which one all of them we'll use them all and then they were getting toward Uh, the last scenes like ah we haven't used the the silver one with the sequins yet right Cut uh, cut to it, Batman and Robin end. coming up. He'll go change. It'll be fun. You won't even question it. It'll be fine. What about his hair? He has time to do that too. Make it completely different. All right. I don't have an issue with the costume changes because I didn't even notice it. But he has a lot of different outfits. Like I don't I really don't like the green spandex one when they Tweak a tweak <laughs> yeah. at Bruce Wayne's house, the Wayne Manor, and fucking knock Alfred out like a chump. What I wish they'd have done is... Which you can tell that was a body double because you never see Alfred's face after he gets hit. Nope. And then the next day, he just wakes up. Bruce is like, hey. Yeah, like nothing happened. Good morning. Um, Bru- What happened? Yeah. Oh, they got uh, Master Dick and... Chase that it seems that and they make that they got they make them. it look like Bruce got shot in the head when he really just got grazed. Yeah, well, it was a big graze. And hey, like you said we're talking a lot about these acts. Should we just I know. should we just get into Act One? Let's get into it. We're saying Why everything. Not? We're saying Why everything. Not? Here we go. Batman Forever, Act One. to take a sandwich with you, sir? I'll get drive through Batman suits up and heads for takeout in the Batmobile. Two-Face has a security guard hostage. Bats shows up and has a side convo about psychology with Chase Meridian before going to save the guy. He uses the fella's hearing aid to get out of the bank vault that they were locked in and then crashes a helicopter while Two-Face heads home. At Wayne Enterprises, we meet Edward Nigma, who can't take a meeting 
because... Oh, he can't accept a meeting later because he needs answers now about his brain scrambler. Bruce is called into bat action or batchkshin and turns Ed down and claims the factory is running great after a five minute visit. What do they even do here? I don't know. I don't think Bruce knows. Chase bat signals Bruce just to get some sex. And man, what female representation. Back at Wayne Enterprises, Eddie is working late on his brain scrambler 3D projector when his boss, Mr. Stickley, comes in to fire him, but he gets caught as a guinea pig for the machine. It works, I guess, as it makes the first ever virtual reality device, but when he wakes up, Ed shoves him out the window to his death. The next day, Commissioner Gordon is very quick to rule Stickley's death a suicide <laughs> without further investigation. The, hmm. Bruce solves the riddle that was left behind and heads to see Dr. Meridian about them. Ed leaves a riddle at Wayne Manor, and we're at the circus where Dick Grayson is introduced. Two-Face hijacks the circus, sets a bomb to go off, but Dick saves everyone when Bruce watches his Dick family. Dick's family dies. His Riddler. Dick family. Dick <laughs> fam dies instead of Dick Van Dyke. Dick's fam dies. Riddler. Oh, okay. Riddler watches in pure joy back at home. Back to work, Edward. Yeah. <laughs> That guy is Rene Albergeoinus. I'm totally butchering his name, but Who? may he rest in peace. He passed away, I think, last year. Oh, sad. Who? Who's Mr. Stickley. He's also in Fallout New Vegas as Mr. New Vegas. He's actually, New Vegas. it's weird. He is Mr. House. uncredited wow, that wrong. in this movie. R what? No, he's not. He is uncredited Stickley? in this movie. Yeah. No, he's at the beginning. No. I saw his name at the beginning. I'm saying online, in IMDb, mean. he's uncredited. Well, maybe he doesn't want it. But you know who I was looking <laughs> for didn't but didn't see? Credited. I never found him. Also, you're thinking of Dr. Burton. That's Renee or Reen, whatever. What? You're, you're not thinking of Stickley. Oh. I oh. Oh. No, do you know who is credited in here, though? As assistant? I don't remember seeing him. John Favreau. Yeah. I saw that today when I finished the movie. Where? What scene was who he was in? the assistant? Let me see. Let me see if I can look it up. But Stickley was assistant played by... Yeah, all of Harvey's thugs were credited, but... Fred Stickley was not credited. Ed Begley Jr., oh. who you might know as Robert he's from Pineapple in... Express. He's in the 2016 Ghostbusters. He plays... Who is he in that? Oh, buddy. He... Uh, he was in Deep Impact, too. I yeah, know he's kind of a name now. But he was the dad of the girlfriend of the main character in Pineapple Express... And get this. He was in a lot of things, but get this. He played... He was in Ooh. the office. He was Aaron's biological father in the finale. Oh. Yep. 
Cool. He's been in a lot of okay. things. I f- he was in Batman I Beyond. Who, I found out who John Favreau. He's in Batman Beyond. Yeah, he's been in three hundred and thirty things. The show. Yeah, like he like voices. Okay. He does voices. Yeah, the yeah. Renee gentleman. He is. You're right, Mister Mister Burton. I had a teacher named Mister Burton once. Oh, dope. Uh, John Favreau is in the scene where they visit Wayne Enterprises. Oh. As one of Bruce's assistants. Well, he's, suck he's, me sideways. He's behind uh, Ed Begley and Val Kilmer to the right. Right, I gotta look this up. I gotta look up a screenshot or something. Yeah, just look up assistant Batman John Forever. Literally, Favreau. that's what I did. Shoot. Uh, John Favreau, Batman Forever. Let's see. Let's see this guy. Oh yeah, he whispers something. Although that's that's something different. Yep, he's credited. But Stickley is not. Yeah. There he is. There he is in the background. Why is Ed Begley not credited? Don't That's know, bro. Odd. It is. But um, I uh, I like the old school touch they had when Batman fights the goons, kind of in the beginning. That like you the mean music the 60s cues. Camp? Yeah, where it's like pow when he punches like that. Wow. Like tremolo trumpet. So the wow Sure. Like like the pow like sounds. The jazz. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, Adam West should have had a cameo. Yeah, he should have. Like as the security guard or something. That's my hearing aid. My glasses Don't have fallen go. into the boiling acid. <laughs> that guy was too much. It's oh. boiling acid. <laughs> my glasses have fallen in the acid. But you said you'd let me go. <laughs> and live you shall. <laughs> yeah. Fortune smiles. Another day of wine and roses. Or in this, case, I feel like this movie pizza. is... <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> yes. I feel like this movie is just ideas for scenes slapped into a movie. Like, it's very comic book panel because it's... You get conversa- You get a scene with Bruce and Chase Meridian, and then it cuts to, um, this is what the villains are doing, a montage of them robbing places, and then back to Robin doing karate with his clothes, and then villains robbing a place, and it's just very, it's cut weird, it's edited weird, you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. starts right off, he's going in to fight this already established villain that we don't get to see like the origins of really it's just assumed we know who he is which leads me to my point i think this movie would have served better if he'd have caught two-face right at the beginning made him a like a side thing like you know how they do in in batman uh the dark knight when he was established in the movie previously, but a scarecrow. Oh, he like, he catches him right in the middle. yeah. But it could have been a two-face, like a cameo, like, oh, that's cool. Like an episode of the of a, of a the Batman show, and then focused on the Riddler as the, the only villain in it. And I think it could have been a better, like, mystery detective stuff. I think he would have done better solo instead of with Tommy Lee Jones. And I bet that's what we're going to get in the Batman like this darker mystery noir 
I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be what this movie should have been. But, okay, there is kind of a rationale <clears throat> between having the two villains. Yes. This is from one of the screenwriters, Lee Batchelor. She said, or he, I can't recall if she's a, or he's a man or a woman. Okay, for this time around, Batman will have his villain. Bruce Wayne will have his own villain. So the Riddler's enmity was against Bruce Wayne, and Two-Faces was against Batman. Each persona has its own villain structurally. So I, I kind of like that. You dig it. But I kind of get what you're saying in terms of how they just kind of plopped Two-Face oh, oh. right at the excellent, top of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I think they also... I thought they did kind of a good job of interestingly setting him up. I mean, they don't get into like his backstory of how he became Two-Face. I mean, they don't really do that. But they show that little video clip of, well, Harvey Two-Face, Harvey Dent was whatever, got acid thrown on his face yeah. and apparently... I thought it was coffee. Batman was sitting in the audience in costume. He just happened to be there. No! But he wasn't, he wasn't quick enough. <laughs> He wasn't quick enough, but ooh, my stomach. Ed Nigma. I think they did a neat oh. job of setting him up at the beginning, in terms of only showing the Harvey side and the shadows. Uh huh. When he's talking to the guy, like talking like in in almost a riddle, or not riddle, but almost poetic. Yeah. Like going back and forth between the two personas and then he you see his face and the other side of his face and he flips the coin and all that and Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Another thing they could have done that I kinda wish they'd have done is um what the Dark Knight did. Have him be Harvey Dent through most of the movie. Have that accident happen. The Riddler is already established two face seeks him out to to try to get Batman Bruce Wayne. Hmm. But that's not what they did. And they we could have had a had him like doing a even a lesser known fun villain at the beginning that he just takes care of easily. But this has some strong Austin Powers vibes with Two-Face being <sighs> like, "Why will you die? Why can't I kill you?" You know, Riddler right. Riddler too. But I thought Enigma, mm. he turned super quick because Bruce was in interested in his idea. And he's like, let's set up a meeting. He's like, no, I need to know now. Why did he need to know now? Right. It all could have been avoided if he could have waited a little bit longer. Or like you were going to get the meeting. Right. You were in, dude. You were in. You shook his hand. And then just you like that. Nope. I'm out to get he's him like, now. No, I need an answer now. Why do you need it now? So then, I mean, he forced his hand. He was like, then no, I, you're, no, this is an unrefined um, idea. You're playing with things that could lead to brain manipulation. Like, that's a serious thing. Funny you say that because that's exactly what I'm going for. That's not a line of the movie. That's just me being him. A lot of Jim Carreyisms in this. But when you cast Jim we Carrey, you're going to get those. But you hired me personally. Your name was on the letterhead or whatever you said. Your name was on the hiring slip. I kept it. He's fun. <laughs> He's fun to watch in this. I Why be brutalized by an uncaring world? 
Yeah. Which His... goes into the, one of the themes of the movie, too. Wouldn't, wouldn't you think working for this big corporation as, like, a scientist, like a very smart person, wouldn't he have a nicer, like, apartment? They're probably paying him pretty well. But he spends his money on on fortune teller carnival Or the, the Riddler, what's the guy from Big? Zolt. Soltar? Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that thing. That's what, <laughs> what was the song that played when he went home? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember either, but I liked it, and I like how we get that establishing shot setting up his living space. It's very narrow. Kinda, very narrow. Like uh, It's a tenement apartment, probably. You know, here's a ring theory for you. Ooh. We get the same type of setup for him that we do Catwoman. Like, we, mm. he goes home, he lives by himself, he has his his things he's obsessed with. She has, like, the... Cats. Cat stuff. Although she doesn't really have a lot of cats. She says the one cat. But we get, you know, she lives alone in this kind of dingy place. He lives alone in this... He has his things that he he does every time he goes home and it's it's it establishes it by having the music in the background and showing the apartment it's doing the mise-en-scene like visual storytelling this tells you more about the character and you can kind of read in okay he's kind of a wacko as she as chase would call him which i'll say but he might have a good, not a good reason, but there's probably some reasons as to why he is the way he is. Well, it's a mental I mean, health comment, thing. Why be brutalized by an uncaring world? That tells me that he's always on the sideline. Yes. And he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and nobody listens to him. And he probably got made fun of and bullied when he was a kid. This movie hand, would be handled a lot differently that character would be handled a lot differently in today's world. He'd be, he wouldn't just be like, yep, mm-hmm. he's a wacko, you're right. The psychologist, or whatever she is, she wouldn't ever say that. She'd be like, this no. guy needs some help. help. We're going to help him, not, yep, you're safe, your secret's safe, he's a wacko. <laughs> that wouldn't fly. His, sh- his psyche's shattered, but well, your back, secret's okay. Back when we didn't take mental health so seriously and if you did have issues you were just yep put him in the loony bin there's no hope he's right. just a wacko a psycho well no now that we know in today's world mental health is a thing that needs attention people can get the help they're not and just written off as a wacko mental health hell of a drug am I right <laughs> <laughs> mental health so, you're right. People wouldn't just be written off as wackos. We take mental health very seriously nowadays. Most and people do. Even, well, most people do, I hope. Especially with the shootings and people yes. who show signs of needing help and they don't get it and people don't report it. Where, I mean, me, people, myself included in my family, are going through some mental struggles right. at this point. We're going through a lot, and it's not just COVID. It's family things. It's the stresses of life and not enough sleep and work too much, that sort of thing. 
and it sometimes starts to weigh down on you. Yeah. My dad just made a post about it today about depression and anxiety. It's hitting hard on people. So in that sense, this movie's kind of relative, but it's definitely not relative in how trivial they treat no. someone like Edward Nigma, who has a mental health issue. Yeah, clearly. But in that, that's kind of the emotional, compassionate side of the mental health. I do like in this film how they they get involved with uh, serious topics like psychology. Uh huh. Like they have actual meaningful discussion about psychology. It went. When, is this an act one when Bruce goes to visit Chase? Yeah, he goes to visit her a few her times. Yeah. Wait. Let me let me like let me look let me look. Um, circus. Oh, I think it is because that's Dick before Karate the circus. Chats. Because he said, "Oh yeah." Because he said, "I have to Black get you dress. out of those clothes." Yep. Excuse me, and get you into this dress. Have you ever been to the circus? Blah blah blah. Oh yeah, it's when he's talking about his riddles. I actually love that scene because he goes to her house. He goes her house. What her, the museum or whatever city it hall, is. Whatever. Wherever she has a bean bag. Basically, he went to Naboo. Yeah. And she has a bean bag, punching bag that she's punching, beating up. But that scene I actually really love. Uh huh. Because it's kind of a con, it's such a contrast to the scene between her and Batman at the beginning. Like, oh, it's Batman. Everything's crazy. There's a crowd, Two Face, all this stuff going on. Yeah. The lights. She's so sexualized with Batman. And she just and wants his dick, scene, Grayson. In this scene. <laughs> It's so it's such a contrast because the room's bright, the sun's coming in. She's wearing like a white outfit, I think, or some um, like a tank. I can't remember. I think so. It's much brighter clothing, but Bruce is in black. And as he is, when yeah. he meets her and says hi to her, he does, he's he's like confused because oh, you don't know who I am. We met already, kind of like how in. Batman Returns. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, I mistook you for someone else. I mistook myself for someone else. It's kind of that idea, except he's like standing there like, uh, hello, I'm Batman. How come you're not reacting? Oh, I'm not Batman. I'm Bruce Wayne now. I actually kind of like that. Yes. And I love the discussion about the the mental health stuff, the psychology. You have a thing for bats. Like the only thing that he, like, he sounds like he's uh, got an obsession the only way to f to get rid of it is to purge, so to kill you, like that sort of thing. Yep. Later on in the movie, you'll find that she kind of has the same thing with Batman. She's kind of the flip side, the other side of the coin to Edward Nigma being obsessed with Bruce Wayne, whereas she's obsessed with Batman. For a while, but then she's like, ah. Yeah, then she gets a little turned off. I'm with a client. And I want him with me. Can we talk about the circus the car. for a minute? Chicks dig the car. This circus would be sweet. Uh, interesting first date. Interesting first date. Um, I think I, I hope I know where you're going with this. When Two Face, probably not, but when Two Face takes over and he's like, "Where's Batman?" Bruce, it's like he wants to. He's like. <laughs> Harvey! Like, he's going to hear him. I'm Batman! Nobody around him hears him <laughs> yell this. I knew that's where you are going. And Chase Meridian doesn't hear him. comment two years ago. Yeah. 
I made sure I said it again because I didn't want to forget, but he's yelling it and then just, ah, I'm actually going to go down and watch all this unfold up close and not do anything about it and watch this family fall and die and then stare up at Robin like, I'm sorry, but I couldn't do anything. (laughs) Why isn't your suit underneath your suit? That's too bulky. Why didn't you do what Christian Bale did? Have a safe house or something. Have it in your car. I mean, you did it when you went to the ba- gala for Enigma Tech. True, he you did. You had the suit in your car. Why didn't you have it then? He didn't he think he did it. it. But, yeah, it's funny how it happens. Harvey, I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah, he's too far away. I guess I'll just go and watch up close. And lowered his voice in the mix, too. They did. It's like, Harvey, I'm Batman. I'm oh, shit. I better get down there. <laughs> I'll be right there. But I do like how they set up. They kind of rationalize and logically set up how his parents and his brother died at the circus because they got rid of the net for his stunt. Yes. Remember? Which is they got rid of the net. Super dumb. Wouldn't fly today. Wouldn't fly today. But that's how the circus rolls. But anyway, our circus sense, is still a thing. He also, fe- yeah, okay, that is a thing. I just haven't been to one since I was a kid. Yeah, certainly not one of these kinds where you got people bongoing and gong 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 gong. It was very strange. Very. But I like how they. This is one of the first. They kind of do this further in the movie as it goes on, but they kind of overtly too. But the whole, oh, we're the same, me and you. Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne were the same. Oh, Bruce, you don't know. Your family wasn't murdered by a maniac. Yes, they were. Yeah, actually, bitch boy, they were. (laughs) Yeah. And what what was I going at? Oh, yeah. When he, Grayson feels responsible for his family's death, maybe partially in his psyche. Yeah, but he's really not. I mean, he blames Batman for not, or Bruce Wayne. He blames Bruce Wayne and Batman for not doing anything. Hey, he tried to yell. <clears throat> he tried to, yeah. But I think that some part of him blames himself, or at least you can kind of see that kind of link to Bruce, because I don't know if this is canon, but Batman begins, oh, I'm scared, I want to go home. So they leave into what you said, the dingiest, dirtiest alley. Yeah. <laughs> but Great parenting. In this one... It's kind of his fault, uh, Grayson's fault, because his the net was gone. If the net was there, they would have lived. Mm-hmm. So it was for his stunt that it was removed. So I kind of so like that kind of link there. Because Bruce kind of blames himself also for Grayson's death because he wasn't in his suit. He couldn't do anything. He was, he was more interested in protecting his identity yeah. as Bruce Wayne and Batman then, you know. And it, it was this really sad moment. Like, Dick Grayson gets up there. He's working. He doesn't even know what's going on behind him with his family. He saves everybody, he thinks. But then he comes back, like, with that smile. Like, guys, look. And then he sees his family dead on the on the floor. And he's just like, oh. I had no... Like, I could have helped them. But... I was well, doing he starts this. Starts crying too. But if yeah. he had been there, he might have died with them. Right. 
So, so he did the right thing. It's just it was a uh, circumstances of the situation. And he did. Uh, he got the bomb out of there. He did. He saved more people than who died. It's just he would have liked to have saved all of them. Yeah. But that's where yep. we are with the end of Act One. An orphan. Yuppo, yuppo. So any final but. things on Act One before we go to Act Two? Any final things? I love, I absolutely love the Nigma uh, hooking the thing up to Stickley scene. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Fun. Hilarious. I wonder if he ad libbed that whole thing. I wouldn't doubt it. It's a, mm, mm, ah, gee, uh, thick skull number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was definitely improvised. They're not improvised, but ad libbed. Like, hey, just say. Like, right. make More funny noises. Resolution. More power. Yeah, and then he, he went to his, his Jim Carrey bag of sounds. Sipping up your brain or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Watching some bass fishing. I was laying in bed <laughs> when I watched the first half an hour a couple nights ago. I was on an bed. exercise bike. And it got to that scene, and it cracked me up. I was just... There was there was one line, I can't, I wish I remembered what it was but there was something that made me laugh pretty good but anyway that's all part of this movie it's making me laugh I mean Jim Carrey is doing his thing yes and oh one thing I wanted to point out was I love again I love that scene with uh, Chase in her office or in the room when they're yeah. talking about all the psychology stuff and talking about the Rorschach test like. Oh, it's a Rorschach test. You see what you want to see. Oh, yeah. So you have bats on the brain or an obsession with bats or whatever she says. But bats on the brain is later with Nick Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. she say the same thing? That'd be interesting if she did. But Not sure. I, uh, she sees the bat and then she explains the doll to him. Uh-huh. And I love the, how this whole movie deals with duality. And that was one of the themes that they talked about in one of the interviews was the theme of duality. Like, you got Bruce Wayne, Batman, Two-Face, which is duality in and of itself. Yes. It all kind of symbolizes that, too, with the light side, dark side. Yeah. Bruce Wayne is the light side of his personality. Batman, blah, 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 all that. Yep. I love that. There's a deeper movie than what we're in here somewhere. But then they're like, hey, let's sell toys instead. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get drive through. <laughs> That's his line and we get the butt shot. Don't we get the butt shot? That could that comes later. That comes later. Totally totally unnecessary. Oh, we'll get to totally it. Totally unnecessary. We'll get to like it. There's a zipper in his butt crack. Maybe too. there is. He farts and it unzips. Just <laughs> <laughs> shit somehow. <laughs> yeah. All right, you want to go to act 2? Yeah, let's go. All right. I hope you made extra. Who the hell are you? Just a friend. But you can call me... The Riddler. 
Look all you did is more like it. How did you find us here? But then if I talked, what would keep you from slaying me, oh segregated one? By the way, that's never gonna heal if you don't stop picking. Oh. Let's see if you bleed greed. Harvey! I don't think it's me you want to kill. That's just too easy for someone as powerful as you and you. But Batman... <gasps> There's a challenge. Kill the bat! <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. But have you thought it through? Yeah. A few bullets, a quick splash of blood, and then what? Wet hands. Post-homicidal depression. his frailties and then when he is at his weakest crush him i see that sparkle in your left eye i can help you get batman act two dick gets dropped off at the wayne house uh and so does richard just kidding. No, Dick gets dropped <laughs> off at at the Wayne house to be adopted, even though he's an adult. He tries to leave, but Bruce makes an off-color joke about the circus not being in town and fueling up, so Dick decides to stay after he sees the cars and the motorcycles in the garage. He gets a fatherly talk about broken wings from Alfred while Batman goes for an evening stroll and happens to meet Two-Face. And this is one of those random just scenes. Hey, put it in the comic panel. He fights here. I uh, see Two-Face and his goons. They have a little chase scene for funsies. Ed, meanwhile, is workshopping some villain names and costumes and then goes to meet Two-Face to team up. Don't know how he knows where to meet him, but he does. Well, the montage of robberies takes place. Dick does karate with his wet clothes, and Bruce watches <laughs> news. Riddler and Face go on a press tour promoting the brain-sucking 3D box TV add-on. Dick does his trapeze routine to get into the Batcave instead of just running down the stairs real quick. He discovers the secret of Bruce. Dick steals the Batmobile while Bruce gets advice from Chase. Dick saves a woman and then Batman comes around and he gets mad, blaming him for his family's death. He wants to be trained to be the sidekick. Let's go to the gala. We meet Ed, who is now impersonating Bruce Wayne to promote his gadget. Bruce tries the brain thing for some reason and we get a look into his brain, his, his bat mind as Two-Face crashes the party. But then... Batman crashes his party and beats up the goons and seemingly falls in a trap of fire. Joke's on you because he's fireproof. Foiled again, you two-faced bitch boy! Batman gets buried in rubble and saved by the flying dick. There's a Nightwing reference when Dick tries out some names and Bruce is mad at his enthusiasm. Bats goes to meet Chase who has fallen asleep waiting for him to bone... But then she realizes she wants Bruce instead, <laughs> which is a win-win. Brucey has dead parent flashbacks resulting in making out with Chase. Bruce tells Dick to give up the search for Two-Face, and then the crime duo steal, break into the Bruce Manor and steal Chase Meridian. First thing, did she forget that she told Batman to come over? Because she's just asleep. I know. 
Well, I don't think she forgot because she's naked. Is she naked? Because she has clothes on she when she's talking to She is definitely naked, bro. And we get that meme, the smiling Batman meme. Yeah, the smiling Batman meme. He looks like Michael Keaton when he does that. Yeah, maybe that's what he's Even going Michael for. Michael Keaton in the last movie did the stupid smile when he gives the bomb. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's who the hell's doing that? <laughs> yeah, hey, come to my place at midnight. I'll be asleep. Just come on in. Let yourself in. Um, you can also come in the house. Yeah. Sex joke. Okay, didn't really he, hit. He can come in the house, she said? Yeah, and also in her. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joel. Joel, he's inhibited my body. There, I just um, got possessed what? by Joel. He's, he's oh, gone. He's gone. I've exercised what? the demons. It's the demons. The Joel Powell. Which Robin Williams was going was thought to be considered to play the Riddler. Oh yeah, and then later this, on, this movie. Um, Hugo. Yeah. Strange or whatever is it? Was it Strange? Hugo Strange. He's a villain, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah, he is because he's the villain in Arkham City. Yeah. Yeah, he's big and bald, and he's got goggles on like Doc Ock. Big and bald, six foot two, kind of gangly. Gangly. <laughs> yeah. Stuffed her like a Thanksgiving target. <laughs> he does that. <laughs> fine, he does that fine. Man. I have their brains out. You happy? No further questions. Further questions. <laughs> Jordan face back. Swoosh. And that's the game. We should do a one-off. He's a good father. We should uh, do a one-off Liar Liar. We should we just should. do a Jim Carrey movie in the middle of every franchise. <laughs> just for no reason. And don't even announce it. And now it's just time do for it. our regularly scheduled Jim Carrey. But we, uh, we should. That would something. be funny to just randomly do that and act like it's part of the franchise and be like, yeah, well, it was hey. a little strange they recast the whole movie, but I, I think it worked. I really think it the worked. The Mask is a franchise. Yeah, but we're... No. 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 Yes. No. We're not yes. doing that. Son of the Mask, uh, we're I'm not sorry? doing I'm sorry? Who did... Who made you king shit of Turd Island? Listen to me. You want to watch <laughs> Son of the Mask with Jamie yes. Kennedy? Yes. Pass. Then we can watch that other movie he was in, too, and he's a gangster. A white boy gangster. Malibu's Most Wanted. I was just watching that the other yeah. night. Yeah. I used to watch that to fall asleep to. <laughs> Earth is my planet. Anyway. I haven't seen that movie since I was a teen. Yeah, anyway, Batman but, forever. Okay. Okay. How about Batman? How about it? <laughs> I like I said, this is when Riddler calls to face Oh segregated one. Oh segregated one. Love that. And if you do this was pointed out in the nostalgia critic review of this movie. Where it, when he's doing his whole bit between uh, before uh, <clears throat> Nigma shows up in the lair, yeah, and it goes to that big wide shot just showing off the extravagance of the lair. Like you got one half is good side Harvey Dent, other side is bad pork roast, like he's in hell or something. Love that set, by the way. Yes, and the the creative direction of the movie. Yes. With how they dealt with the duality in terms of his lair and his own person, persons. But anyway, 
They really did it on the nose. Nigma. You can see Nigma behind waiting for his cue to enter the scene. You can see Jim Carrey behind one of the walls off to the right when? before he enters the scene. When is right this? Right before he walks in the background at in the the Two-Face lair. When he introduces himself to Two-Face. I'll have to rewatch that. Yeah, but keep your eye on the back of the scene to the right. Okay. On the evil side of the room, because you'll see Nigma or Jim Carrey show up kind of in the wings, if you will, waiting for his cue to like, you're on. And when is and this? He when he's out. introducing himself, when? In, in the lair. In the lair. <laughs> in but at what lair. point in the movie? I guess I'm not... Rem- like, I know what you're... It- when, for, right after he figures out his costume... Question mark man. Oh, oh when he you, introduces so himself to Two yes, Face. To Two Face. Ah, yes. right. I gotcha. He's like, I'm the Riddler, or whatever the fuck he says. Riddle me this. He, yeah, he's he's waiting off to the side, and you'll see it. But it's funny to it's funny to watch those scenes between Tommy Lee and Jim Carrey, knowing that he hated Jim yeah, Carrey. I was just thinking uh, that. <laughs> Like, you see the clip where Jim Carrey's explaining, like, yeah, he hated me. Like, I went up to him at the at the Emmys or something one time and tried to shake his hand or whatever, and he came up to me and whispered, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Like, <laughs> I wonder if they're good like, you now. You can't sanction your buffoonery. Did you watch yourself in this movie, Mr. Jones? That, uh, but yeah, I wonder if they've uh, made up since he's then. He's yawning. He's yawning. You're yawning. You're <laughs> yawning. Transformers. He's he's counting. Oh, he's counting. He started counting. Your dad is counting. We should do Transformers in we should. season four. Or three. We have too much going on in season ah, three. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe we can maybe. fit it in toward the end. Hey, maybe. Season three is coming up. We'll figure it out. We could anyway. do it toward the end. We could end the season I with it. Burping. I'm sorry, guys. But I do love the we'll that scene, it. though. I mean, it's a good. It's. I hate the haircut, though. Yeah, I really don't like. I Jim like Carrey's the long look. hair. I don't like Jim Carrey's look. I like his longer hair, and I like his eyebrows because without him, he looks goofy. Yeah. And his little green mask. I know they're trying to go for the old school Riddler look. They should have had the top, the the bowler hat with like a green yeah. suit, like a tuxedo suit with right question marks all over it and kept his long hair i think that would have worked not better this, what kind of what was he wearing kind of like a jump a, not a jumper but a zoot like suit. A, some sort of a button-up it's like a very nice uh formal button-up with the question marks on him with the bowler hat but i hate the haircut yeah and the, i don't like the hair the strawberry blonde mixed with hawaiian punch color yeah. it's like he's dipped his head in a bowl of hawaiian punch well they could have colored overnight. it but kept the long hair i think he would have been better served with the long hair i think so but then he would have looked like willy wonka johnny depp's willy wonka so that was before he that like he man as the riddler <laughs> yeah oh yeah well no his hair didn't do that it didn't no it didn't it, it kind curl of did. up I mean, at the bottom for those of you who watch Attack on Titan, he kind of looks like Armin, that hairstyle oh, yeah. that he had at the beginning. Never watched but, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, says Spencer as he rolls his eyes. I roll my eyes. I, was, uh, I guess I did there. 
I... Batman, you say? Coming here? (laughs) (laughs) That's way later. Yes. Oh, Batman. I'm going on it. Say? (laughs) Um, In little white lies. Anyway, we're going... How did Alfred not freaking realize those were not little kids? Twinkle twee! <laughs> what are we doing well, here? Don't kill him. If I really kill him, hate how that was shot. He won't learn nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that scene yes, could have been like that. the Joker We've scene. We quoted that before. Yeah. But it just it didn't hit like the Joker scene when he came in the art museum. It could have been that, but it was not that. That could have been a good play, uh, callback, too, to the 89 Batman. Just kind of a reference. Just and come maybe in with the, seal. Maybe, or maybe Prince, he could have I mean. tried using the boombox, but it didn't work sort of thing. Or it played so the wrong like, song. Oh, damn it. Or whatever. Like It, it could so have played like the wrong song. Freestyle. <laughs> and then, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe it would have been hilarious if... During that scene if, with the music playing, he picked up the knocked out Alfred and started dancing. Like Do not pass go. Birdies. Do not collect $200 like, <laughs> like an Ace that. Ventura. Yes. <laughs> Where he's like, What's that, Alfred? <laughs> You're right. I, we, Jim, do, uh, Ace Ventura has a sequel. So we could actually, yes, we could actually yes. Lovely room of death. You're a real knockout. <laughs> Earthquake test. All right, Batman forever. <laughs> I hate how that scene is shot when they knock Alfred out. It looks so budgeted. It looks it looks like they set up the corner of the room on set just off somewhere and just okay. We got to keep it a little tight because we've only got this corner. Yeah. So, they could. I still. They could show it too we close. Did, when we when we did this the first time when I watched it, that made me laugh out loud. Just recognizing how Alfred just gets bonked on the fucking head. It, yeah, just don't. And the dishes fall over, and then the next morning he's okay. And doesn't mention just like nothing, no bruise, nothing. just hey, they uh they took your your new girlfriend and oh. And uh, Master Dick, he um, he left. He ran off. Okay. So. Let's talk about that. Love the scene between Alfred and Dick. Yeah. Uh, uh, Richard. Richard Not, Grace and. Don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, Alfred's Alfred talking Dick. to Dick. Oh, uh, <laughs> old Dick. The person, not not the. <laughs> Right, not the dick, right. dick the person. Not, not the flesh flute. Not dick the uh, dick. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, what? Okay. Uh, sorry, that's Joel's line. It is, um, sorry. But, uh, no, I do, in all seriousness, I do like the scene between him and Robin, or Richard. Yes. In the bedroom. <laughs> I bet you do. When uh, he gives him that pep talk. It makes sense. It uh, 
it's a nice sentimental moment kind of adds to the character and add, definitely adds to alfred's character gives him something to do in the freaking movie unlike the last two yeah juxtaposed right. to chase meridian um talking to bruce wayne while he has flashbacks of his parents dying and then she's just like what's wrong make out like what dude <laughs> he's at crying about his parents who he witnessed die he's still traumatized well, it- and your technique is a you're gonna shouldn't you not be dating your patient a b you just resort to uh, you know what maybe this is what he wants i'll just make yeah, out with not him very professional no she's the wacko <laughs> if i may wackadoo <laughs> Stupid. Cat Baloo. <laughs> Casper Dog. That has sequels. Am I alive? <laughs> Is it egg? I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I remember. Maybe season three, we just do 90s franchises. Just do a nostalgia tour. Hey. No, I don't think there's work. enough. I don't want to do that. I want to do but new you're, stuff. You're talking. You were talking about when she says, "Oh, I left something for you. It's on the table." And it's the it's the doll. It's the dichotomy doll, the red uh-huh. and black one or the white and black one. No, I'm talking about Halloween doll. night. Is that the same night? Oh, no. They're no, just making but, out while they get well, Alfred gets knocked out. Well, he is telling her that he is telling her that, isn't he? Yeah, and then she a, just interrupts like, "Oh, brute, what?" Oh, well, I thought he kissed her. No, she kissed him. Okay, I missed that. Yeah. I missed the part where that was my problem. She's the horn dog in this. Bruce earlier, is just going with it. Earlier in the movie when she's like, oh, I left it on the table. It's for you. It's the doll. And then she's like, so I'm thinking this this Nigma character, he has some sort of psychosis, blah, blah, blah. And then he just out of the blue says, my parents were murdered. <laughs> Do I have a psychosis? <clears throat> I feel a little gu- not right doing the Val Kilmer voice because he can't really speak anymore. Ah, yes. Because he had the surgery or treatments done. I th- I can't. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Exactly what happened, but he can't use his voice really anymore. So, but boy, just talking about his voice, he's got a fantastic voice in this film. Yeah, it does. And he had a fantastic voice in Prince of Egypt too. Never seen it. He was he was Moses in that movie. Oh, big and he was ball. also God. Wow. In that film. He was the burning bush. Talk about double duty. But the interesting thing about the burning bush in that movie is that it was kind of all the cast's voice mixed together. Oh. I'll so that's to, really I've never cool. seen it. We gotta do that. Joseph King of Dreams is part of that. Oh, then the Technicolor coat? Not the Technicolor dream coat, but oh. it's about Joseph in the coat. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it's animated. It's kind of like a sequel slash prequel to Prince of Egypt. All right, maybe. But anyway. Anyway, Batman Forever. He says just out of the blue, my parents were murdered. And it's like, oh, wow. And I, He's playing the sympathy card. At first card. it took me by surprise, but it's like, oh, now it makes sense because she asked him about the dreams or whatever. Well, or, she knocked over the rose and that sparked it. He was like, yeah, uh, so I was vacationing in the Alps. Rose falls. <gasps> My parents yeah, were murdered. does the... <gasps> Don't bring it up. Out. What was... in the significance of the journal, I thought that was going to be something bigger. 
Yeah. Like, have you... I, li- I like how they start the development of him explaining his dreams. Like, but there's something new this time, a red journal. And I was oh, like, yeah. I hope something important is inside this journal or else why are you teasing it? Other than to sh- say later on, oh, my dad used to write it every day while I was, while he was alive and now he won't anymore. No, because he's was dead. Was it like yeah. a journal two? Was it two, Bruce? Maybe. Oh, I forgot to mention in the summary, uh, Bruce decides that Batman is no more. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, Batman is no more. It's stupid because it has no lead up. No, it's not like he's contemplating, do I do this anymore or should I continue right. to do this? It's, well, it's like, she wants Bruce, so... It's like a really rushed version of Spider-Man 2. Yes. Where he decides not to be Spider-Man. But in Spider-Man, he has a really good reason not to want to do it anymore because it's really stressful and all that. Web and block. this one, it's just all out of the blue. It's like, well, I'm... Nope, Batman is no more. I'm shutting everything down. But you get that really cool shot of in the Batcave just showing all yep. the set as they shut it down. But yeah, you're right. It's to- it's way too rushed. The Well, I'm not Batman anymore. Yeah. And, and then the next scene, he's Batman again. Well, you talked me into it. I can't let you do it by yourself there, Robbo. That's actually Rob. the, next, the next scene. Robbo. Robin. Oh. Robbo. <laughs> he calls him Robbo for short. And that's too rushed, too. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, when did Alfred that, have time to make that suit? <laughs> Whatever, dude. I know. He's, he was knocked out. Yeah, well, he was making it as soon as, as soon as he went. He saw the circus on TV. He's like, I could make a suit out of that. I get Green Goblin screaming old lady vibes from Two-Face. With the baby carriage. Oh, yeah, the random chase scene. Yeah. That nothing gets accomplished. Batman goes up a wall and that's it. <sighs> nothing gets accomplished. It's just showing him hunting down or Two-Face wanting to kill the Batman again. It's an action sequence. It's meant to break up Two-Face is just the person. He could have gotten him <clears throat> several times. Use a gadget. String oh. him up. You know what I just noticed? What? This kind of goes with the identity crisis this movie has that I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you have very serious drama between Chase and Bruce, which I actually enjoy. Uh-huh. And then you got this wacky, the Batman side of things, where it's just wacky underworld. You got guys running around with, with uh, at nighttime with fluorescent neon. Lit up Tommy guns. And Tommy guns and... <laughs> Two-Face and all the wackiness that comes with that and the set with his lair and the wackiness with Nygma. Yeah. It's like the movie itself is really uh, emblematic of the theme of duality again. Like the movie itself has that duality. Like we're serious in this moment, but when we go into Batman, it's a big, it's a big campy action, goofy comic book yeah thing, like we gotta remind Bruce you this Wayne. is still a 90s comic book movie right right but it's I just I kind of like it like that but this I definitely like has more fun stuff more. than the Tim Burton ones although Tim Burton still oh. produced this so he's still right. he's partly to blame and you know what Michael Keaton can hate not want to be in this movie all he wants but you can't deny it's got better action it's yeah. got a better 
kind of underlying theme and motivation with the psychotic, uh, like mental health issues and the psychology angle. And yeah. also the, the themes of like how strong the media is and our influence, how it influences us, sure. how we kind of have a theoretical brain drain by, you, know, you watch too much TV, your brain's gonna rot, that sort of concept. Yes. It's kind of relevant today too. Yep, just how consumed brains. we are by media and the metaverse and all that. It's a metaphor for the future. How prescient. But I think the script is good. It's just some of this. I think it's an underrated movie, but I'm getting into outro shit here. Why? Yeah, I mean, but we can anyway. go to Act 3 and you can get to your outro. Uh, what are we? Oh, before we do that, let's just talk about how, <clears throat> number one, cut out the I'm no longer Batman thing. Nothing would have changed. That's true. That's very true. Fundamentally, nothing would have changed. Although that's when he's like, I'm not trying to, like, how about I, I want to be partners. Right. That's in that sense. And then it comes back. It could have been just another moment of him telling Rot, like Richard, no, I'm not doing this. So quit bugging me. It could have been just another one where they emphasize. And then he could have been upfront and honest. He could have. Ooh, that would have been a good idea. He could have opened up. He was about to. Oh, he's been talking to Chase about all this parent stuff. Yeah. And the trauma. He could have done that with with uh, uh, Richard Dick. Whatever. Whose idea was it to name this comic book character Dick? Way back. Well, Dick Tracy. Yeah. I don't know. Just. But. That could have been a good bonding moment where, listen, this is why I really don't want you to get involved. I told you already about the revenge thing, how if you're going to kill Harvey, oh, you're just going to find another guy because it's still not satisfying. Yeah, then you got to kill you know, goons. That's a great scene, too. Yeah, it where is. Next, it's like you just revenge becomes your whole life. Kind of like mine. Don't let that happen. Uh, he could have opened up even more about it instead of doing the whole I'm not Batman thing, whatever. Yep. Secondly, the stupid karate drying my laundry. Do you laundry. want me to dry your clothes, Master Dick? No, I have my own way. <laughs> totally unnecessary. Yeah, what you doing there, Dick? Totally cut that. You could totally, not even that. The music is goofy. Like it does this guitar, like <laughs> as he's whipping his laundry around. And he's wet, got water dripping on his toes. Everybody wants kung the... fu clothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he winks at Alfred and kind of makes it sexual hey, in a way. You saw how good I am with my hands, Alf. <laughs> Don't call me Alf, sir. Right, Fred. That's Mr. Alf to yeah. you. <laughs> they call me Mr. Alf. What is it? He has a nickname for him earlier. See, Al. Calls him Al. Don't call him Alf? I don't call him Al. Yeah. He looks hey, like an Alfred. Call me Al. Call me Al. Weirdo. But, and then that whole, yeah. that whole that was so escapade goofy. swinging down from the balcony to get oh. into the door. <laughs> he could have just walked down the steps. Or jumped down. He, I don't know. He could have just not answered. 
What's that? Master Grayson. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to nail Master you. Grayson, Master Dick. <laughs> he could have just said nothing and then, huh, he must be away. And then he could have just been hiding. But no, we got to showcase his acrobatic skills, which we saw earlier. Yeah. And have him crash land into the Batcave, which I think... Without the it, safety of a net. Intruder alert, intruder alert. Let's bring up the Batmobile and show all the gadgets right. and turn all the lights on. Here, is this, all, is this what you want? <laughs> it just gives but, them what they want. Okay, we didn't even talk about the Batmobile. Do you like the Batmobile in this one? Yeah, it's all right. Kind of sucks. Impractical. Kind of sucks. Yeah. Funny you should say that. Oh, yeah? No. <laughs> no, you know H.R. Geiger? No. He is the art director. He came up with the concept and the design of the Xenomorph. Oh, an alien. alien. With the kind of the sexual theme of like the phallic symbolism. Makes sense. He also has was, like the ribs. Con he was contacted to help design the Batmobile I see in it. this movie. You can totally see it with like the ribbed design yep. almost. But the Batmobile is way better in this in this uh, movie than it is in the last Where's he getting the Batmobile? Is he making it himself? Is Alfred making uh, that? Well, Alfred's a pretty good mechanic, is it, you know. Uh, is, is it like an import? Is Ford making you know, this? Chevrolet? What is it? It's an import. <laughs> it's German import. I'll get Volkswagen out. special custom. <laughs> but uh, you know, Alfred's a great mechanic, but he just can't get these bikes to work. Maybe if uh, someone were to stay here, uh, we could. He could keep the bike. Whoever fixed it could keep the bike as payment. I'll stay. Oh, Alfred, you got lunch? A big ass juicy burger oh, on the tray. Looked real good. Looked real oh. good. Well, uh, is Master, Master Grayson leaving? Yeah, he uh, decided to leave us. Oh, I guess I'll just throw this away then. Did say sandwich? <laughs> Did Master Dick leave? Uh, no, he's right here. Oh, the man! Oh. <laughs> Why, Alfred, yes, I have one in my pants. Master Dick, it's weird that you keep talking to my crotch, Alfred. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, right. No, just call him Richard or Rich, Rick, if you have to. Rick. D DG. Rick. Oh. Never seen him. Never seen an episode Never. of Rick and Morty. I haven't either. I've seen Rick yeah. and Morty, but not I the haven't. Pickle Rick thing, so I don't know what Speaking that's. Speaking of about. Pickle Rick, you want to go to Act Three? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Who's your tailor? I took 
the liberty, sir. R. What's that stand for? Robin. Riddler and Two-Face can make a pretty lethal combination. Figured you could use a hand. Two against two are better odds. I can't promise I won't kill Harvey. A man's gotta go his own way. A friend taught me that. Not just a friend. A partner. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Batman suits up in his prototype enhanced suit and a surprise partnership arrives in the form of Robin. Get fucking hyped, baby! Robin gets taken hostage and Riddler messes with Batman. He has to choose to save Chase or suffer the children. Oh, I mean, he has to save Chase or Robin. (laughs) But he saves them both because he's Batman and Bruce Wayne and he has to. And, And then Riddler's mind gets scrambled by his own thing. Batman takes the glory of killing Two-Face even though he told Robin not to. He just wanted him for himself. Robin see... Oh, nope. Riddler sees bats and ends up in, I believe, Arkham. I was looking down at the time, but I think he's in Arkham, thinking he's Batman. Bruce is in the clear, and Chase very unprofessionally calls Riddler a wacko when clearly he has actual mental disturbances and needs her help. But that's the 90s. Batman and Robin run toward the camera. With his floppy ears. Yep. That annoy me. Yep. Those rubber ears. But, no, he's in Ravencroft. Oh, silly. I am silly. From Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, my bad. You know, Electro's in the other room. Yeah. My bat sonar is tingling. If you know what I'm talking about. If you... <laughs> What the hell? You, do- <laughs> you know what else is goofy? Batman thumbs up Gordon. He wouldn't have seen I him. Know. He couldn't see him either. I know. Gordon wouldn't I- have been able to see him. You mentioned this. You mentioned this in the other recording yeah. we did, where he lay like shake hands. Yeah, like good job. Like, we well, got this. He's not showing up. Shut it down. <laughs> Gordon is awful in this. Like in the first act, I forgot to mention, but he's. Yep, it's clearly a suicide. Uh, right this way, gentlemen. <laughs> I, I love the video. The doctor... Well, oh, the, Bruce. Clearly, obviously, it was a doctored video. It's like, well, you weren't sure at the time either. Yeah, you so just wanted to get out, th- out of there. But... Wh- he's he, running down... Ah! But the, the note is what really sold Gordon. Bye, goodbye, cruel world. Ooh, yup, nailed it. <laughs> Suicide, for sure, dude. And you'll find it's written in his exact handwriting and and sentence structure. I wasn't sure uh, based on the video, but this note pretty much seals it. No, back to like Act was, 3. Gordon sucks. That was one of the seeds that was he was really extra in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, can't, I can't read it. <laughs> He's like covering his mouth. Yeah. It's classic Jim Carrey face and Jim Carrey <laughs> mouth and Jim Carrey fake crying. Yes. Oh, hey, Luna. Oh, hi, doggy. Oh, geez. He's... What are you... Do- he's, hey, 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 hey. He's not Hello, in here. Doggy. Stop. Hi. Hi. Did you not know I was down here or something? 
I've been down here the whole time. I live here. You live here with me. The whole time? Hey, stop. She scared me Aunt because May. I saw the cat come in, and the door's open, and it usually isn't open, and then I saw her come in, and I thought it was a human, so that creeped me out, Luna. Luna, why don't you lay down? Lay down right here. Lay down. So, that's here's enough. something. That, <laughs> hang, Luna, that's hang on enough. one sec. Hang on one sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luna, lay down. And we're good. I'm hungry. Yeah, Luna Luna came in. We'll be honest, guys. We're not sure Fuel. what we were talking about. The microphone got unplugged at one point, so... I believe we were talking about Act 1. Gordon, he wouldn't have seen him. Thumbs up. Let's just move on from there. They're climbing okay. up the building. They're climbing up the building. And, you know, holy metal, Batman. Or holy, holy rusted, rusted metal, metal, Batman. Huh? Right. That was stupid, too. Yeah, that was real dumb. But that was an homage. Yeah, but they could have done it way better. You know, oh, yeah. holy... <laughs> okay. Oh, I remember we were talking about how useless Gordon is in this movie. Yeah, that's why I kind of picked it up right here. All that. Suicide note. There we go. But but I how they were shaking hands like yeah. The mhm mhm. Okay. The, the this this final fight scene like I I thought I remember Robin being what more fight? involved in the fight. But he really There's wasn't. No fucking fight. I know. He suits up. They get into the building. They talk, and then what would have been better dialogue is if Riddler was like, and or in you know behind door number one, Chase Meridian, whatever, and then behind door number two. Robin, the boy wonder, whatever. If he called him the boy wonder, that would have been funny. And he's like, performing his own stunt without the safety of a net, falling to his death in a watery <laughs> grave. Kind of a callback because he that, yeah. falls without the safety of a net. And it would have been funny and clever for the character, which he's supposed to be a genius. So Yeah. You're as blind as a bat. Exactly. Let's see our contestants. Oh, behind door number one. Bruce Wayne's whatever. Yeah, there's Girlfriend. not there's not much to this. No. They get in there. Batman just talks to him. They crash the machine. He he stalls, throws the batarang, scrambles Riddler's brain, and then Two Face is on a beam. Batman confuses him with a bunch of coins. He falls. Then he looks at Dick and he goes, "Hey, remember I told you not to kill him." I wanted to do it. You don't think he hurt me too? <laughs> Technically, he didn't kill him. He pulled a Christian Bale. I don't have to. I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. That's funny because I was thinking that as watching this because I thought I remember Robin saying that, but what I was really remembering is Batman Begins. <laughs> so... Yeah. yeah. The, and the coin. Thing, oh, I didn't get this until I just saw this today when I was watching it today. Yeah. He actually has a genuine moment, I think, as Harvey Dent with Bruce Wayne. 
I think you might be right. Because he find they find out that Batman is Bruce Wayne. And he says something like, you've always been a good servant of justice and you were a good friend or something like that. Yeah. The Harvey Dent side of him. I wish we'd have gotten actual Harvey Dent from him earlier, like in half the right. movie. Like actual Harvey Dent, not the wacky, cackling... No. That's a good descriptor. And either you set up Two-Face for the next one, like that happens at the end. That's the... Th or they set up Riddler at the end. See, I think you hit it on the head. You don't see Harvey Dent at all. Except in that you one see video Two -Face, footage. The wacky side, like the whole movie. Yep. You don't There's get no the development. Nuance. No, he's just and a bad guy because he's a bad guy. Yeah. Like, they make it seem like the acid melted his brain and made him be a bad guy instead of the psychology behind it. You know, he he was wronged, so now he's trying to fix it by giving people 50-50, I don't know. Right. Or he just hates Batman because he turned his face into a scrotum. Yeah. Half of it, anyway. I thought when... <laughs> Riddler's face is getting warped. That Taser was creepy face. looking. Taser face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he's like... And it's elongated. <laughs> but like, it's also creepy when when he says the word God and it's like that really deep edited and it like echoes. Yeah, it's like but then demonic. they call it out right afterward. What do you mean? When he says that and then he's like, was that too over the top? Oh, yeah. I well, because that's tell. Riddler. I can yeah. never tell. Oh, Riddler. Uh, There's not really much to say about this Act 3. But I I do kind of like how them discovering Bruce's... Um, identity. Identity. I like the riddle. melds... Uh, the role reversal. The, the, the Riddler's motivation... Yep. Because it kind of bring it brings the villains together. They kind of have the same motive at that point. He yep. wants to kill Batman because he hates Bruce Wayne. He's not just fighting against Batman because he's trying to help out Two-Face anymore. He actually has a, a skin in the game now because he hates Bruce Wayne. He's like, oh, Bruce Wayne and Batman are the same person. Oh, good. Yeah, we're going to Now I can deal with both of them. Yeah. I always liked as a kid... Oh, I also appreciate Jim Carrey's performance when he has seen the bat fly toward him. Like, he sounds actually scared. Like, he sounds yeah. terrified. That was a good performance moment. Mm -hmm. And... Oops. And I like the use of, like, the the straight jacket as wings when he's yeah. flapping the wings. The, <laughs> you have to say please. And then he's like... I'm the Batman. He flaps his arms. I always remember that as a kid. Yeah, me too. And the imagery I, 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 I've always liked for some reason. But you're in the clear. He's a wacko. Yeah, let's totally just make fun term? of somebody whose psyche was shattered. Well, just that his and brain scrambled, literally. Right, right. No and investigation like, into that? He looked like... Uh, Voldemort under the bench in King's Crossing. Oh, yuck! Or as my A sister baby likes sperm to call cell. it, like 
Barbecue Voldemort. Barbecue. Ah ha ha. Barbamort. Ah ha. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you made a joke about Green Goblin. When? And suffer the children. I mean. Oh yeah, in the summary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, Dick apparently me is think, a college kid. That just made me think. That's some neat trick. That sense of yours. Oh, that scene Did is. Did you really think I? Very think haunting. Happened? So haunting. I had no idea what was going on. Like I, I knew that he could sense. He was probably the goblin because remember when Doc? Ock, yeah. Spoiler alert! No way home. Different different comics, people. When they, he's like Norman, aren't you? Aren't you excited? You're gonna be free. No more darker half. Just you. Just me. Just me. Well, and it yeah. was the Goblin. I, I love how Tom Holland, Spider-Man, Spidey sense is so advanced that he can sense the Goblin coming out. But what I, I thought was happening there was like the multiverse was shifting, and more, or like the other Peters were coming in right there and he was like well this is where i sense myself but as other people oh. anyway that did not what they did was better like there was much yeah. better anyway batman forever um just batman. to kind of wrap How it up batman yeah i i said all this at the at the beginning that my notes oh, here that i would it served as two it would have been better served with two-face being locked up at the beginning and riddler being the main main villain um because they're just they're too much the same. Yeah, at, at the same time, I like the the duality theme that they're going for, giving Bruce Wayne and Batman each a villain. I like that. But hey, it could have been better. Having it done your way could have given it more focus, and not like Two Face. He's just kind of a cartoon character, whereas mm -hmm. Edward Nigma actually has like some sort of backstory that you can kind of perceive right. in That's how why... he was treated. He should have been the main villain. The yeah. main, the only villain. And then we get Harvey the whole time. You know, I see some similarities, too, between this movie and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Interesting. In terms of Nigma and Max being very similar. Oh, quite similar, yeah. actually. Yeah. It's, yeah, they were both obsessed with a Toby, character that do the Toby quote unquote and uh, Spider-Man three. They're quite, they're a little similar. Yeah, <laughs> they both idolize a person that they think turned on them. Right, right. Beautiful, beautiful. And they got the Ravencroft and the Arkham Asylum bits too. And My nose is cold. Well, I, honestly, a Batman Returns probably did it first. With the Catwoman thing. Oh yeah. So it's kind of the same kind of thing where you. Well, got but Catwoman. she didn't look up to them though. Right, right. But she had a, she had a chip on her shoulder. She had a score to settle with Max Shrek. Yeah. Shrek. Old Shrek. And uh, yeah. yeah, they're all similar. I it's kind of a trope at this point. They all do. Oh hey. Yeah. Um, my character spotlight, I told you. Yeah. I didn't rewrite a new one. I'm reading this from our past recording. Ooh. It's it's uh, actually a um, 
it's a roast, I think is what it is. It's a character roast. Back when we yep. did the roasts. But it's still, it's a spotlight. Right now it's a spotlight. So here we go. <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you who it is, but you'll know, but it'll ruin I'll the opening. I mean, it'll ruin the opening, I tell you. Anyway, we get a charismatic type father figure we can all look up to. When there is an emergency, he's the first one on the spot with a solution and the technology to save the day. A great suit, a great voice, and a quick wit about him. He takes Dick Grayson in and creates a partnership worthy of all Gotham. Not to mention, he drives a sick car. But that's enough about Alfred. Now, on to the man of the hour, Batman, the hero we all wish was better. As Bruce Wayne, we get a solid performance, and by that I mean it's solid like a wooden board because that's all he gives us in terms of depth and emotion. Bruce has all but phoned it in with his company and his life. He literally has a woman constantly trying to bone him, and all he can think about is the circus and whether or not bat nipples are a good look. In one scene, we see him do a routine checkup on Wayne Enterprises, but are quickly led to believe he has... This is literally the first time he's ever been in this particular department, or any department for that matter. To be fair, it's still a mystery to everybody as to what they do there, so naturally, he has no idea either. He sees one strip of office and one over-the-top employee he may want to arrange a background check for and calls it good. He leaves with a simple, the factory looks great, everybody. Keep up the good work. But, does it, Bruce? You have a guy working for you who is given his own lab among cubicles who comes to you with a pretty cool idea and you give it two minutes before saying no. The Riddler was your fault, let's be honest. Maybe it's time to hire an HR department, Bruce. Not just for your employees, but for yourself. Now, when he's Batman, we get all the same stuff, except he's in leather. He is given a suit with an immovable neck, and he never disputes it. Yeah, I have a side gig that requires absolute neck mobility, but for, and for peripheral vision and to keep my head on the swivel, but thanks, this works. Not surprisingly, he's outdone by Dick in street clothes. The only reason the neon goons <laughs> fled was because what? you look scary. Dick was destroying them by himself. Speaking of the Graysons, you really dropped the ball at the circus, Bruce. You tried yelling over hundreds of people that you were Batman. Just run down to Harvey and tell him and be the hero. Robins weren't an endangered species until a bat kills them all. Overall, we love the Batman, just not this one. He harps and harps on Dick that killing Two-Face won't be the answer, which is probably true, until he decides to kill him himself. Moral of the story, always have a backup suit, make sure you are scary looking, to compensate for your lack of actual fighting skills and treat your employees better. If this is the world's greatest detective, Gotham and the rest of us are screwed. Love you, Bat Wayne. So a lot of that stuff... I'm getting flashbacks. I didn't realize... To when you read that originally. Yeah, I didn't realize I repeated a lot of that stuff, so that's still relevant. My... My, I disagree that this is the worst Batman. Or we oh don't yeah, like no, this that's Batman. what a roast is. 
yeah. over the top. Oh. So I don't really think that. I think right. I did think uh, that. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> and he was very wooden as Bruce Wayne, I'll admit. But he was a, the best 90s Batman. Edward? Is it? It's Dr. Meridian Chase. Do you remember me? How can I forget? Dr. Burton tells me you know who Batman is. I can't tell you if you don't say please. Edward, please. Who is Batman? I'm looking on here. Um, this document that I wrote this in, it's a shared document between the three of us, you, me, and Joel, or at least it was. Um, somebody, and I'm assuming it was Joel, just added butts <laughs> at the very end of the document. Just butts. <laughs> yeah. That was Joel. Butts McGee. Tits Man, McGee. That was cool. That was fun back in the day, wasn't it? That was fun. He didn't say a single thing. No, he he didn't. He didn't. Oh, Remember wait, when we were all was... going to do the roast? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't do that. Yeah, no. I wonder if I have it for the other one. No, we didn't record that one. I yes, we did. I talked about a lot about, like, Chase Meridian. I, I have all my notes from when we did that back in the day. I think I do, huh. too. The car theft scene is poorly set up and serves no other purpose than to presumably showcase the underbelly of Botham's society. Botham. Nice. Many Bothams died to bring us this information. Yeah. Bothans. Showcase Dick's. The setup is nonsensical, blah, blah, blah. Dick has martial skill, but this is shown in incredibly ridiculous fashion in the laundry room. And his parkour in the lobby. <laughs> These are just things that I wrote down. Yeah, I'm trying to find I, my I notes. Chase, she shines in her interactions with Bruce Wayne. Like, she's actually, she's way better in this sense. She actually serves the plot in terms of helping him solve these riddles and helping him get through and forming that connection and helping him through his personal stuff. She actually serves a purpose. Unlike, <laughs> unlike freaking, yeah, not, Lu not Lucy Lawless. Uh, no, yeah, not her. Uh, Hale, no, Vicky Vale. What? Vicky Vale, useless. Oh, oh yeah, no. Useless. I think Vicky Vale was way better than Chase Meridian. No, no way. We can talk man. about it in the wrap up. It's we getting late. We can talk late. about it in the wrap up, but you're wrong, and that's okay. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> You know what? Since I'm wrong, why don't you play us out? Where I was, I didn't even get to talk about I know, my final I'm kidding. thoughts yet. I know, I know. Oh, I we joking. aren't even there yet. We can uh, be. I, I kind of gave mine. I'm, yeah, I'm ready for kinda, final we thoughts. We can close it up. Act three is very short. 
Yeah. But I do like how the riddle is actually kind of a riddle. Like, I don't think I would have been able to find it out by myself. Like, oh, the numbers are the letters of the alphabet or blah, blah, blah. And then what if one and nine or 19, blah, you know how they figure out yeah, Mr. Mr. E. Mystery. Mr. E. What's enigma. another word for mystery? Enigma. Mr. E. Enigma. So the whole answer to the riddle was just him revealing that him that it is him. That it's him. Yes. He just wants because to be noticed. Because people with egos do that. Gotcha. I guess. I'm speaking of Riddler. I'm so pumped for the Batman in March. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go see it. Me, you, and Joel and Brandon. Okay. I think I'll be able to. Let's make it a date. Yeah. Uh, we should see it in. Uh, we should see it in IMAX. The Studio Park. I would love to do that. That theater is awesome. Do you I go love to that place. beforehand. Uh, probably. I don't know we why we do wouldn't. That. Dude, no. They yeah, that'd be fun. There's a place on the other side. It's called Social Misfits. It's like a new restaurant. Oh yeah. Have you been there? The waffles. Dude, have you been there? No, but I. They're amazing. I want to. We went there. They're so good. But Wahlburgers too. I don't Don't know. Don't talk about that to me right now. I'm hungry. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I haven't eaten yet. I know because you didn't come over here. You weren't able to stop at Freddy's. No. Well, I um, well I had pizza last night. I spent a lot of money on pizza last night. I didn't uh, want to eat out again. Yeah, there you but go. anyway, lots of stuff here. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Give me your fine uh, thoughts. Final thoughts. I I have to say I gotta say this movie is a better Batman movie than the two before. Strictly Batman speaking. Yeah. Strictly Batman. I mean, in this one, you actually you you don't see any of Batman's gadgets in the first two movies here. In the Batman, mm-hmm. he uses a smoke bomb. Whoop dee! His Batmobile isn't is cool and versatile as it is in this one. He actually you actually see him pull gadgets off his rack, and at the beginning of the movie when he's suiting up, like the the grappling hook and the batarangs and, and all the that. Butt. The butt shot, beautiful. Well, the butt was earlier with the prototypes, whereas later on with the yeah, prototype later. suit. <laughs> so stupid. The, the sonar suit. Joel's a big fan of the uh, oh, Joel yeah. Schumacher. Big He's a fa- big he fan. Was. Which, he was a big fan of the butts. We can't move on without saying, may he rest in peace as well. Yes, Schumacher. although these movies are bad, he, he that doesn't mean we. he as a person doesn't right. deserve and when, the When honor. we first did this movie, he was still with us. Yeah. But... He's passed away since then, yeah. and may he rest in peace. Yes. But that being said, I actually, I'm watching this the second time. You know, we make the fun, the make, make. Oh, the fun we out make of it. the fun. You kids are always having the fun. We make the fun. We make it the fun. But uh, the movie itself is actually a better Batman movie, I think, and it, it still has some depth to it with the. The stuff with Nigma and his background, and kind of you can yeah. f- kind of formulate his backstory. The psychot, the uh, psychiatry with Chase Meridian, and how they delve into the, kind of the 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 psychiatry of it. Not psychiatry. What am I looking? Psycho psychopathy. I don't, I don't know. know. Either. Yeah, one. you got I it. I can't. I don't remember what the distinction is, but it's very interesting stuff to me, and it. And the worst thing about her character is the way they sexualize her in terms of her fetish with Batman. Yeah, she's always but wanting I, to bone. I know. That was the worst thing. And then using the bat uh, signal as a 
booty call. A booty call. That's just, that's exactly what it was. But I think she's supposed to be like the flip side with this the theme of duality. She's kind of like what I said earlier, Nigma yes. and Bruce, her and Batman, obsessive. Yeah. And she's trying to purge the fixation by having sex with them, I guess. I don't know how but she thinks she's gonna do it through that leather, but okay. Then she loses the she loses the libido for a for a bit. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. I I really enjoy the movie. I remember I've seen I think I saw it after Batman and Robin. But I always remember the soundtrack because my sister, my oldest sister, had the C D. Not she as good the CD, as the ninety as the eighty nine one, but eh, I don't know. Prince, man, I don't know. I wasn't. I I like Prince's stuff now, but back then, I, "Kiss from a Rose" was a, a awesome song, and that I was actually from this, listened wasn't to it. it. Yeah, oh, that's I listened right. to it on the way to come and get my stuff from you earlier. Solid to get in the mood, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I always I, I, I didn't listen to the whole CD. I basically listened to it just for that song, but she for had sure. it. But uh Neat. good movie. Good laughs, good Fun cast. movie. Fun little nostalgic Fun movie. movie. We're almost done with the nostalgia. Going to get Tommy back to Lee, some modernish. I think could have been someone else. He could have different actor. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised I mean, he even did this role. But yeah. There's actually but, uh, something about that in here. Oh. Peter McGregor Scott, producer. Later, when we were working on Batman, I said to Joel, Tommy would be a fantastic Harvey Two-Face. He said, go get him. So I sent Tommy Lee the screenplay down in Texas, and two hours later, he calls me up and he says, I don't get it. I said, why don't you reread the fucking thing and remember that the Academy Award-winning actor Tommy Lee Jones is playing the fucking role? And I hung the phone up. <laughs> I thought you were... later, he calls back and says, okay, I'll do it. And then he got on a plane and flew into Burbank the next day. We went to work. No management, no nonsense. The deal was obviously going to be worked out. That's so he funny. basically ego tripped him into accepting the role of Two Face. Hey, well, all right. Spencer, this would be like, how about you realize you're Spencer fucking King, and you reread the script, and you fucking do it. All right. You know what? I'm sold. Send it over. <laughs> I'll be there. In the, I'll be there in the morning. No, but when you said when you said Joel Schumacher just said yeah go get him you know it was, I picture him just like on the on the phone with like casting and then and then his his person comes like hey um who do we get for Two Face he goes hey uh, do we have Tommy Lee Jones well yeah he's in Texas yeah go get me him yeah go get <laughs> go me get some. some Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> go get me some okay go get me some. weird word choice but uh, yeah we'll we'll go get him. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fun movie. Fun, Fun movie. movie. I and can't they were wait for. Going to have uh, Robin Williams. They wrote the the part of the Riddler for him. That'd be a different movie. Actually, it'd be about the same. Same yeah. energy. It's about <laughs> yes. the same energy. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. But anyway, we can tackle some more of these interview stuff in the wrap up but yeah, I think that'll out. do it for us tonight 
Um, this has been another episode of Sequelman the Podcast, coming at you not live but remote. Um, from we don't know yet. <laughs> Where you got to tell Joel um, and not pay him to do it. Yeah, and so um, he can shoot us down and do whatever he wants anyway. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do New York. Okay, fine. Uh, I don't like either of them. <laughs> uh, nope. Not gonna say that. No, we'll give him ideas. Okay, how about a Christmas tree? How about Home Alone? Uh, I don't fucking like either of them. I'm gonna so. do New York. <laughs> okay, sweet. Okay. We just lied. That's down. what we get for having free labor. Yep. Yep. But anyway, new episode, Sequel Man. Thanks for joining us for this yeah. edition. We're back to Batman, and we'll be hitting Batman and Robin on the next oh. one. But uh, We can, can wait for the next one. I know, right? You can oh. listen to all of our previous episodes, and, and if you want to listen to this one again, go right ahead on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, which is where we host our website. And anywhere where you like to listen to your podcast, our Pandora included. Don't forget oh, yeah. to mention Speak Pipe. Speak Pipe. It's on the Facebook, which is where we do most of our bidding. We're also on Instagram, Sequel Men the Podcast, Twitter, Sequel Men 19. Gmail, I'll read it. Ha 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 ha. Sequel Men the Podcast or Sequel Men 19 at gmail.com. Great, thanks. Special shout out. I don't know if you know this, Christian, but I got a tattoo over the weekend. Oh, another one? Yep, and uh, by my boy, by my tattoo artist, Matthew Limbers. Look him up on Instagram if you're looking to get a tattoo. He's amazing. His color, nobody else does color like he does. And I was talking to him about the pod, and I think he's going he's gonna to give it a listen. So okay. hopefully listener. he'll hear this. Hopefully he'll that hear this. That makes two. Write us a review, Matt. <laughs> All right. That makes three. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. No, there's All more. Fans, we're grateful for you, Joint, yeah. for listening. Even if we just had one. Yeah. Speaking of, so thanks, Brandon. What? <laughs> thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Ben. Yep. Thanks, all of our other listeners. We love yeah. you. Thanks for tuning in. But with that, I, I love how you just sounded like back at the beginning. You're all like, Thank you. You can find us on our Gmail at sequelmen at gmail.com. Well, because nobody's using the stuff. And you can, don't forget to write us a review of five stars. We really love it. And we'll read it on the show. Now you just sound like a jaded, half-assed <laughs> laborer. Because nobody's uh, doing it. And we go on, uh, sound like Norm MacDonald. Yeah, hit, hit the Gmail. We got an email. Uh, uh, Two years send in. Us, send us a Gmail and we'll read them. Or we fucking won't. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, we read them uh, if you send them to us, but eh. yeah. may he rest in peace. Yes. But with that, we can't wait till the next one. I fucked that up, but go ahead. Take it again. All right. Take two. And with that, we can't wait until the next one. That's right, Christian, because here at Sequelman, the podcast, all films are created sequel. Take care. Is in bloom, a light hits the gloom on the gray. You want <laughs> you want to see it?
Sure. Show me your tat. Oh, I gotta take my shirt but off. Please keep your pants on. It's freezing down here, and I'm showing you this. It's well, all peely. That's one it's reason peely. why I'm not there. Right there. What? What is it? It's a well. You can't see it from that far. It's an olive branch with a crown. Hold and on. A let banner. me open the window bigger. Yeah, I can't. It hurts. It hurt right there. That hurts. That's a spot it that hurts. Burns us. All right, I'm heading stop. Okay.